Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 66 of Better Regulate Than Never. When I think about my teenage years, the most prominent emotion I think about is anger. It seems weird to me now because it takes a lot to really anger me, but for some reason, I felt angry most of the time when I was young. I have spent a lot of time analyzing that. Uh, one, because I just like to know those kinds of things and why people are the way they are. And I wanted to know how to help my own children to not feel so angry. And with this podcast, I am really thinking about how to break things down in a way that I would have understood or cared about as a teen. I really think my anger breaks down to the fact that I didn't feel seen or heard by adults. I felt that my ideas and dreams were important and valid, and they were, and your ideas and dreams and goals are valid. And I just felt that any adult that I talked to about anything would pat me on the head and say, that's nice, or smile, or laugh. And sometimes they would even negate what I was saying. Like, that won't work. You're too young to know what you're thinking, doing, singing, and so on. I would feel so angry because I would think, what do you know about my feelings, thoughts, or ideas? You were just some old fogey anyway. You don't know about the world these days. I'll show you. We all have an innate need to be seen, heard, and acknowledged. We've talked about that in the last few episodes with the high five. And the high five works because it tells your brain that you are being seen and acknowledged. I know this is is an important need, and I work very hard to make sure that my students and my clients get that from me. I do see young people kind of calm down when they know that an adult is listening. I don't always agree, and I tell them that, but the agreeing part isn't the necessary part. It is the seeing, hearing, acknowledging part. To acknowledge, to admit the existence of. It is saying to someone, I see that you exist. To exist is to be important. You are not invisible. When I channel my inner teenager, she feels trapped. I think the trap was being invisible. To have all of these emotions and ideas and to have all the adults around you that hold many powers to ignore them, to think they are silly or stupid. That feels terrible. And it would feel terrible to me at age 53 to think that people didn't see me or hear me or think that I was important in this world. I think that's why for me, being 53, I am proud of that. I tell anybody in the world my age And I know some women don't like to do that. Really, maybe some men don't like to do that either. But um, I am proud of my age because being in my 50s, people do listen to me. Uh, Even when I was in my 20s, I remember I couldn't wait to get older because I was starting in education in my 20s. And there were people that had been in education for many, many years 
And I wanted to try new things in my classroom and there would be people that would automatically be, oh, that's not going to work. I already, I tried that years ago and it didn't work. And I would just feel so angry about it because I wanted to try my own ideas. And maybe sometimes they didn't work, but I needed to find that on my own. And I think that's still, that's how young people feel. Now, there are still people in my, at my age now uh, that don't see me or hear me or care about me. And I don't bother with those people. I have a few people that matter what they think. And there are people that um, are important and their opinions matter. But there are other people that their opinions do not matter to me and they do not bother me. I believe in myself enough that I don't need all of that validation to be okay with myself and my ideas. Now, notice I said all of that. Of course, I need some because everybody needs it, but I have people around me for that. But I get most of it from me. I suppose that when I was young, I didn't give it to myself because for one, I didn't know I could. I was waiting for someone to give me permission for that. And It's only been in the last few years that I have realized that I can give myself permission to believe or think anything I want to. But two, I wasn't convinced myself that my ideas were important or true. I was trying to convince everyone around me of my ideas so that I could get validation from them about whether they were real or good or not. And I still do that sometimes. I can have a dream or an idea and I tell people about it and I hope that they will tell me it is a good idea. I'm trying to convince them so that they will convince me and I have that all wrong. I need to convince myself and then I don't have to convince everyone else about my idea. Isn't that mind blowing? I know it was for me when I first heard it. I have to convince myself How do I convince myself of something? How do you do that when you haven't reached adulthood yet? Sometimes we have to believe something for a while and see if it rings true for us. We need to keep an open mind and see if we see proof for it or against it in our own lives. When I was a teenager, I was so angry that my parents wouldn't let me have beer parties at my house or buy beer for me when I was underage. Other people's parents did that. Why not mine? They refused anyway. And I told them that they were stupid. And when I had kids, I was going to buy them beer and I was going to let them have beer parties. (laughs) Guess what? Ask my kids if that I was that kind of mom. No way. In fact, once when my son said he was going to a party at a friend's house, I asked him if their parents were going to be there. And he said, yes. So I said, okay, I'm going to call to make sure. No one answered. Now this is before cell phones. This was landlines, phone on the counter or the wall or whatever. Um, So I called another parent that was friends with this family. And they said, oh, they're on an anniversary trip this weekend. Hmm. I told the friend that I called to please let their let their friend know that their son was trying to have a party when they were gone. I also did not let my son go to the party. I changed my previous belief about teen drinking because I realized how dangerous and irresponsible it really was. 
When I was a teen, I thought I had it all figured out and that it was the adults who were dumb. There are going to be things that you are convinced are the right thing right now, and they are not. I know that something like a beer party sounds really fun, and you can't see the harm in it on the surface. But if you really think about it without judgment of adults, you can see why your parents or other adults might not want you drinking alcohol, or they might not want to be responsible for other people drinking alcohol. I doubt I need to go into all those reasons here. Instead of just hating or being mad at your parents for their ideas and rules, give them some, some points for being older and knowing more about consequences than you do. The amount of experience they have has to count for something. I want this episode to be about how you might be able to convince your parents of some of your ideas. My mind keeps going to these other scenarios. And in fact, when I was writing this, I went into a whole different direction and I have decided to put that part next week. This week, I really want to focus on how you can convince yourself of something and maybe get your parents on board. So first, what you are convincing your parents of must be something that is reasonable. (laughs) So the beer party, forget about it. Now, I don't even know if young people care about beer parties anymore. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm sure young people drink alcohol, but um, I'm sure there's probably other things that young people are trying to do that I didn't experience. Sometimes I do see parents that are too strict about some things. For instance, I have seen parents say that their child must complete all assignments, extra credit, everything on the list. Their child is passing all of their classes with A's and B's, and the parent is still wanting to punish their child because they have a few assignments in some classes that they didn't complete. I have been in meetings where the parents are saying their child must do them, and we as a school say, well, since the student is passing all their classes with good grades, those assignments really don't matter. And in some cases, I would hope that we could come to some kind of a compromise. Obviously, doing the work in class that the class requires is important, but there are things when there are times when some things that don't get completed in the whole picture doesn't really matter. The young person could try a deal with their parent, and if their grade stays at 80% or above, they do not have to do any of the other assignments that they that they're not complete as long as they can maintain the 80% or above grade. The student must hold up their part of the bargain by doing most of the work, and they obviously have to pay attention in class so they can perform well on their tests. I looked up articles on how to convince your parents of ideas, and one article mentioned giving your parents something. Now, I don't think a gift really makes sense, but I do think it is give and take. So you need to be willing to do your part of this kind of exchange. You need to be doing your chores on time, most of the time following the rules of the house and treating all the people in your family with respect. These are gifts in a way, and they tell your parent that you are mature and responsible and that you can handle some freedom and decision-making power. I used to tell my kids that they needed to make sure all of their teachers liked them. 
This is the same kind of thinking. If you do your homework on time, most of the time, and you are respectful to your teachers and students in the class, then if you are um, on time and pay attention in class most of the time, your teacher will give you much more freedom and will give you a break if you forget an assignment or have an off day. This is like the relationship bank account that we talked about in episode number 58. If you put in the bank account regularly, when you have to make a withdrawal, you won't go, you won't be overdrawn. I see young people fighting with their parents and teachers, but they have not put anything into the bank account. And then they want to make withdrawals and there's nothing in the account. Make sure you put in way more than you take out. That will make convincing others much easier. In the same article, they used an example of asking for a pet, a dog in this instance. So they said, ask for something smaller, but similar and show commitment and consistency with that smaller ask. So like asking to get a goldfish instead, and then showing your parents over six months or so, how you took care of that pet and that those skills could carry over to a larger pet. This made me think about asking your parents for money. Instead of just getting money from your parents, show them you can save money all summer long and then ask your parents if they will match your savings at the end of the summer. That shows your commitment and consistency with taking care of your money and that would help them to feel that a gift of money is a good investment. You have to build trust with your parents before you can ask for things that involve trust. You must be on time coming home or responsible with other rules before you can ask to drive their car or to go on a date alone with someone. If they don't have anything to base the decision on, or if you have consistently broken other rules of the house or school, um, then they only have negative ideas of how responsible you are. You must prove to them that they can trust you. This is that relationship bank account again. Trust cannot be established for the bigger asks if you are not producing trustworthy behavior. This was my problem in high school. I was so angry at my parents for not letting me do anything that when I did have an opportunity, I would definitely break so many rules and they couldn't trust me again. And then I was just angry and hateful to them until another opportunity came around and the same things would happen. Episode number 29 has more about this. So listen to that episode more about how to train that we train people how to treat us. You really can influence how much freedom you get by your actions. I didn't realize that as a young person. You can turn things around and get more freedom. You just have to do the work of relationship building with your parents and teachers to get it. If you are struggling with this, let me know. I would love to help you create a plan that will help you get more freedom. The work will be worth it. It will help you become the person you need to be in your adult life as well. You can message me on social media. I am at Better Regulate Than Never on Facebook and Instagram and at Regulate Than on Twitter. You can always sign up to talk to me face to face. And my calendar link is on my Facebook page. 
and in the show notes of this episode. I will be glad to see, hear, and acknowledge you. Talk to you soon.